Hello, and welcome to Guaranteed Adventures, where the stories might change, but the adventure is guaranteed. I'm your GM, Seth, and going around the table, we've got... Uh, Nathan playing uh, Pete Grimsley, also known as Fizz. What a relief he is. <laughs> Kyle playing Alvin Rivers, currently George. And I'm the other Seth, who's playing three-fingered Truman, who's currently getting over a strong beverage and a very big loss of money that you just got. These three characters are in search of have been in search of Trapper Gaines, who they suspect of betraying them at a previous job gone wrong. They drove some cattle to the town of Talon's Run, where they made and lost some money before hearing rumors about a ghost and finding Trapper Gaines dead on the floor of his room. So as you walk into Trapper's room, he is lying dead on the floor, uh, face down. There's some blood on the ground. From right now, you can't exactly tell what did him in. It looks like the room is kind of disarrayed, like there was a little bit of a struggle or something. Doesn't look like it's been ransacked in search of anything. Yeah, I guess, you know, since I was the first one through the door, I'll uh, probably just stumble forward and fall down and be like, oh, well, since I'm down here, and I'll pat him down to see if he's got any money. Uh, yeah, you get a few coins. Yes. You also find uh, on his person a dagger made of bone. The Trapper have this? Do you guys recognize this? Nope. Uh, Alvin, you would be familiar that this is an elven dragonbone dagger. And you would also be aware, Alvin at least, perhaps not everyone else, that um, the elves would not let this be taken by a non-elf. So it's not something that they give out to other people. This is the work of an elf. So was the dagger on his person or was it in his person? It was on his person. Okay. Like in his hand, like he tried to defend himself with it. Interesting. Well, let me see that. All right, I'll, yeah, I'll hand it over. I'll just be looking at it, trying to figure out which part, tribe, or whatever this came from. Yeah, okay, so you're checking out the dagger. Yes, sir. Pete, what are you up to? Uh, uh, Pete's going to go flip the body over, or like if, if he didn't flip it over yet, and just kind of like see the face, or kind of like look at the jaw, but be like, nah, later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you managed to get him flipped over, uh, and it's very apparent that the cause of death is some giant claw marks across his chest. This doesn't look like the work of a ghost. Bear? Was there any bear folk in our group? There, no. Not in our gang. There are, in the world of Rattlestead, there are Karhu, which are bear folk. They're very reclusive, and they're very rare. They hardly interact with other people. Uh, and when they do, they tend to be very violent. So, this is the work of a Karhu, bear folk, probably from somewhere up north. That is usually where the mountain area. Yes. Have we have we seen any car who in, in town so far? Uh, Johnny Boy's seen a ghost. Well, yeah. Well, so that tells you how much this town knows about car who. What? Are you saying that the ghost was a ghost car who? I'm saying the ghost was a not ghost car who, an actual car who. There are many kinds of car who, like there are many kinds of other folks. We can't take out the possibility that this is one that could be from the mountains or someplace. Okay. Okay. When I was up in the mountains for a spell, I did hear rumors of white Carhu. All right. That could explain the ghost and could explain... Because are usually tall, right? Yes. Like seven feet, eight feet. Seven, eight feet tall, yeah. And Johnny Boy was just making wild, ac- or wild exaggerations about the ten feet thing. So here's what we got to do now. We gotta leave this area before 
wanders in on us. Well, let's check out the rest of the room, see if he was Check out the room real quick. Yeah, can we all check out the room? Now, I can't, I don't know how to go about telling the barkeep about this, since I was asking about this man and now he's dead. That looks kind of bad on us. Well, but you were just asking. You didn't necessarily see it come up. That's fair, but I feel like someone should tell them about the dead body up here. I could put on my, one of my many disguises, and I uh, I put my hat on. <laughs> you guys explore the room. I'll think of a story. All right. And I'm just going to go, like, lean against the wall. Right. I'll, I'll pull out a coin. I have a coin that I always hold when I'm thinking. I'll just play with the coin. And I'll be looking through his drawers, looking through, like, seeing if I'm finding any, like, any bags of rocks or bags of gold or... <laughs> yeah, Pete, you do. You find a couple interesting things on the desk drawer. You find um, a chunk of a rock that has some ore in it. Chunk of rock with ore in it. From looking at it, you don't know what kind of ore it is. You didn't try to take any of his teeth, right? Not yet. Because I would have stopped you. Yeah. (laughs) Saying that's kind of disrespectful to one of our former gang members to take their teeth. So you find a chunk of rock with some ore in it, and you find a paper. Are you literate? Not normally a question you have to ask, but it it seemed relevant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You hey, find dentists, so you find the deed to the general store in Jagged Bend. Jagged Bend is the town even further west of here, and that is where the bank job went wrong. And you find the deed to the general store that was purchased by Rivers Railroad Company, and it has been signed over to Trapper Gaines by Charleston Rivers. Uh, Truman, are you also looking around the room? Yeah, I'd say I'd be poking underneath the bed because that's how I know where I would put some of my stuff, like in the mattress, and then taking off his boots, see if there's anything in there too. Sure, there's nothing in the boots. Okay, you do. You find some trinkets under the bed. You know, some money, sure. um, photographs, under the that sort of thing. Yeah, just whatever was valuable to him. Yeah, uh, and you also find that the the window has also been broken open, like somebody went through the window, not like smashed, just like the latch was broken. What's that? Piece of paper you got there, Fizz. All I found was trinkets and, uh, th- nope, that's it. Just trinkets. How much money did I get? Fifteen. Yes. Uh, so I found this, uh, this year paper. It seems to be a deed to the general store back from, uh, the Jagged Jagged, 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 Bend. Jagged Bend. Jagged Bend. Jagged Bend. That's, okay, gonna have to change that <laughs> in my paper. We find anything else? Yeah, we'll, uh. Because we should probably get going if we're gonna. I found this rock. Anything else important in here? All right, we should probably get going. Uh, okay. I jump out the window. Okay. I guess we're going out the window. <laughs> it's not that. I mean, you're on like a second story, so it's like an eight-foot drop or something like that. It's not real high. Yeah, oh, there, are there any tracks? Uh, there are claw marks on the windowsill. I mean, like, but outside, like, where he would have jumped and then started walking. Because it would have been... Outside is a pretty busy street. Yes. So when you get down there, nobody really seems to care that you just jumped out of a second-story window. Like, it's... Uh, stuff happens. Nobody really gives that a second thought. But it looks like if there had been any tracks, they've been covered already. Are you keeping that dagger? I am part elf, so it would make more sense for me to have it. That dagger, I'll just tell you, if you choose to use it in a fight, it does a base of two damage, and then for free, it's like a it's a very sharp dragon bone and slightly somewhat serrated knife, so it deals a base of two damage, and then the following turn deals one damage for free. For free? For free, without an action. Because it, it like, uh, it's, it like, it's a gut wrencher. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are down on the main street. Well, let's... I guess if you all jumped out the window, I guess... Truman's the only one that said he jumped out the window. I always follow. Truman usually takes the lead on this kind of stuff, and I just follow him. Because he's pretty stubborn. suppose we should uh, try to get my money back from Rebecca? or is there? I think we should probably leave town for now. 
I'm sure someone might have seen us gone upstairs at some we point. We can ask if that uh, the new rancher has any job for us. So we probably need... Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We'll go back to the rancher. Okay. Or at least see if he can help, but like, let's stay at his place for the night or something. Uh, yeah, you head back to him, and he's getting the cows all ready to head back to his ranch. And he sees you coming and says, Howdy. Yeah, we're, uh, we're just seeing if you need any uh, further, further work done or anything. You looking for work? Or uh, at least just a place to stay for the night. Place to stay and possibly help you deliver something else to someplace else. Because we are wanderers. Hmm. Well, I'm not actually looking to send anything right now. Heard they were looking for some work down in the mine, though. Can always use extra hands down there. Can you swing a pickaxe? Oh, yeah. These, these boys are real good at manual labor. He kind of grins. I'm pretty skinny. I flex. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he kind of grins and says, well, I'm sure you can find some work down in the mine. We uh, appreciate the information. And I'll toss him a couple coins. Yeah, he says, thanks. And he says, hey, when you do head out of town, be safe on the road. Uh, I heard there's a tribe of elves just west of here that was, I don't know. We don't like it when they get this far, this far east. That's fair. All right. Yeah, (laughs) and he he turns and goes. Head towards the mines. All right. Uh, What time of day is it? It's probably now, uh... Late afternoon. There's another saloon. There's the one in, by, in the mines. Yeah, you head down there, and it looks like most people are coming up from the day. They, like, they've been down mining for a while, and they're coming up, kind of finishing up. So there's a, it's pretty crowded in the saloon. Uh, a lot of dwarfs. Just a whole lot of dwarfs. It's lit, but it's kind of dim lighting. Um, <laughs> kind of dim lit. There's some music playing, some banjos and fiddles and all that. Uh, everybody seems to be having a good time. There's a few people that aren't dwarves, but not a whole lot. All right, Alvin, I suppose you should take the lead in this one. I'll go do my usual. I, at least for the bar, you go talk to some of the dwarves and don't lose more money that you don't have. I'll uh, quickly go to the outhouse and uh, put on my three-piece suit. And, okay. Uh, toss my farmhand clothes down the, the outhouse. We're not done being farmhand, though. <laughs> now We're we have to be, to be miners. miners. I'll get new clothes, but I got to work my magic. Can we go get mine clothes? Mine clothes. Mine clothes? <laughs> you mean they've clothes? got some. Ge- they've probably got some gear here that you can I buy. Mean, just to get some it's like a. It's like a one-stop shop for miners. Yeah. yeah, they've probably got some stuff here you could buy. What about you, Pete? What are you up to? Uh, I was gonna. <laughs> I probably followed him to the outhouse, but it was just gonna change behind into the three-piece suit. Then as soon as they like, well, we're not like talking about putting on three-piece suit. I'm like, yeah, I'm halfway done already. <laughs> so what are you wearing? The three-piece uh, suit or something else? I'm wearing one piece of the three-piece suit. <laughs> one piece? Which piece? <laughs> that. <laughs> so you're wearing a fancy that hat. That is one of the three pieces. <laughs> yep. so, what are the other two pieces? <laughs> okay, hold on. So the Pete's mine. and the lower. <laughs> so when Pete's mine, what is a three-piece suit? <laughs> He's seen my three-piece suit. Yeah, so he bought a matching equivalent a goblin one, which is a fancy top hat, a vest, and the fancy okay, pants. Hold on. So you're wearing the hat. I'm wearing the fancy hat. I don't, but I have a regular farmer outfit on underneath it. Yep. Which, as we kind of established, was really just like we just kind of. So you never really wear the three-piece ensemble. You just wear three solos. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, like I literally did just buy the three-piece <laughs> suit. At the the town we were at before. Got it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I could be fancy, but I just was like, yep, I want this, I want this, and I want this. Ooh, shiny. So I'm, I'm going to look at Alvin and say, you know, uh, you do your magic, and if there's anything I, I've learned from you is 
money can help uh, loosen some tongues. So if uh, if you could help me out here, and you know, I'm down to basically half. Just walk. Of- I just walk towards the bar. Yeah. Dang it. And then uh, I look at Fizz or Pete. Uh, hey, Fizz, uh, would you like to invest in me working my magic? I'll give you my magic components if you think it'll really help. And I give him a bag of teeth. <laughs> thank, thank. It's not the gold teeth either. <laughs> no. No, darn. Uh, you know, on second thought, here you go. You can keep them. And then I'll, I'll just go to, like, the rowdiest group of dwarves. Uh, yeah, you find a group of dwarves playing Drink Smash, where they down a drink and then punch each other <laughs> and see who can stay on their feet the longest. I will immediately clock that as soon as I enter the saloon and I'm looking at the at the ground. So Alvin's headed up to the bar. Doing the usual. The bartender here is actually a, uh, it's a dwarf female. She says, ah, not sure I've seen you around here before. What's the usual for you? I'll uh, put down seven coins. Okay. Three drinks, one tea, three for information. She pulls four of the coins in towards her and starts pouring drinks. And she pushes the three back and says, you want information? You'll have to earn it. All right. What, what do I have to do? What do you want to know? Looking for work. Ah, that's easy enough. If you're looking for work in the mine, then all you got to do is show off your strength. Do I have to drink smash? Drink smash? Uh, I don't think you could last one round in drink smash. I could not last one drink round in drink smash. I'd no. <laughs> if you're looking for work in the mine, I'll find somebody here. We'll give you a wrestling match. You do all right? Prove yourself. We'll find your work. Can I have a representative for myself? Within my group, there is a uh, mighty fine, strong, older dwarf who can represent the three of us. Well, we're only looking for people for work that can prove themselves. But if that's not up your alley, maybe uh, scouting or s- maybe sneaking or shooting or something like that would be more your way. There's danger down in the mine. We need people on lookout. We need people on protection duty. We need people... I can protect. I can shoot. All right. We'll get you a shooting match. Uh, uh, what, what would you say about a young goblin? What kind of work could... Young goblin, do for y'all. Are you scouting? She kind of winces and she says, uh, "Goblins is risky. They tend to they tend to nick things and take them with them." But yeah, I, goblins I can, can fit into small spaces that nobody else can. I can vouch for this goblin. All right. And I'm underneath my breath. He's definitely going to take something. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I said he is a great, great goblin. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, sometimes we can find work for goblins scouting ahead, squeezing into small places, checking for veins. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll find a way for him to prove himself. So there's three of you looking for work? Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, just uh, she hands you the tea and sends the drinks to the other people that you ordered them for. Or I can just take those. Yeah, she hands you the tea and she hands you the other drinks as well. And she says, well, just listen up. I'll, uh, I'll call for you all here in a few minutes. All right. Name is uh, George. George. Good to know you. Dwarf is uh, Preston. Preston. And then the goblin is Fizz. All right. She writes it all down. Pete or uh, Truman? Are you, you're coming with me. Well, I, I'm I'm looking around the drink smash, and I'm waiting for teeth. <laughs> when I saw when I see brawling, I'm like, "Ooh, there's going to be some teeth coming out." It does not take long before a couple of teeth go flying, <laughs> and be like, "Oh, don't worry, I'll clean up, guys." They kind of grunt and huh. yeah, nod their head. I'll uh, I'll I'll come over and uh, say, "Hello, young young boys." Was an old whippersnapper like me need to do to show you how this game is really played? Uh, they slide a pint your way. 
one of the dwarfs that is fresh. He hasn't been playing a long time. He says, well, pretty, pretty straightforward. Down your cup. We each take a shot. Last one on their feet wins. Let's do it. He tosses a few coins out. How many coins are you putting on this? Two. Okay. He puts out uh, four because he's pretty confident in himself. I'll walk over and toss in about the same amount of coins the other okay. guy does. It wasn't like a problem. It's not like you have to meet the same amount. Well, I know. I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and uh, take a drink. Roll a regular 2D unless you have a trait that would somehow help you. Two threes. All right. So you, you down it. You both down your cup. Uh, and you are feeling it already after one. This is powerful stuff here in Talon's Run. I mean, I have not rested since Johnny Boy's <laughs> Yep. So from here on out, you have disadvantage. Okay. Uh, the other dwarf seems to be feeling all right, though. Yeah. And uh, go ahead, and uh, he's going to give you the first, the first punch. Okay. So I'm doing disadvantage, or is that only on drinking? Disadvantage okay. on everything. Got it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That would be a one. <laughs> he's he stands still and you hit him you hit him right in the face but like his head doesn't even turn it just your fist just hits his head and it just stays there and then he kind of nods and looks at you and pulls his fist back and uh he throws a punch and uh he hits you and uh you feel it but it doesn't cause it doesn't cause any points of damage or anything it wasn't that bad of a hit so they they pass another round of cups out in front of you okay. all right so go ahead and roll for your drink at disadvantage Oh, four. Four. Okay, go ahead and roll for your hit at disadvantage. One. <laughs> uh, this time, you just straight miss his head. <laughs> you don't even connect. Uh, and he kind of laughs. <laughs> Why'd you move? <laughs> and because of the state you're in, he's going to succeed on a four, five, or six. All right. Uh, and he, he clocks you good and knocks you to the ground. Man, that was good. You, uh... You're my strong boy. You must. Uh, what, what family are you from, son? What family am I? Why, I'm uh, Gerald Silverpeak. Gerald Silverpeaks, huh? Well, funny enough, my friend over here, he's from the Silverpeak family, too. <laughs> he turns and sees someone who is very clearly not a dwarf and kind of squints his eyes and says, Who are you calling yourself a Silverpeak? Uh, I'd not call myself a Silverpeak. Yeah, that's that's Preston Silverpeak. Nope, I am Preston. No last name. Mm-hmm. And the dwarf kind of starts walking up towards Alvin. Whoa, 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 whoa! Just because he shares the last name also, as you, because you're Preston Silverpeak. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm George. I remember you specifically saying that. Right now, I just I, what's now. going on here? He he looks at him and then happens to see Pete picking up teeth in the background. <laughs> He's like, "What? What's that little guy doing? I'm cleaning. Why are you putting all the teeth in a bag? Oh, you saw that, Gerald? 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 Don't worry about it. We're from the same family. I'm sure I I know your uncle Stan. I don't have no uncle Stan. Well, then we must be from the other Silver Peak. You said he was a Silver Peak. I don't. You hit me pretty hard. And I Boy, you, are, you look like a strapping young dwarf. Your punch can make anyone lose, uh, lose their memory a little bit. A couple of the other dwarfs he was hanging out with kind of stand up and walk towards you. And at that moment, the bartender calls out, All right, folks, we got ourselves a trial. Let's have uh, George, Fizz, and Preston come front and center, please. Got us work. Oh, goody. Gerald, my boy, I'll see you later. Fizz, do your thing. 
do my thing. Oh, <laughs> pop, pop, <laughs> rub in the face again. <laughs> so I won. Uh, no, in a way. All right, the you the bartender you want it hitting the floor calls first. you all forward and says, "All right, looks like we've got ourselves a wrestling, a shooting, and a sneaking challenge." So who wants to go first, wrestling, shooting, or sneaking? I'm gonna need a moment. I'll go first. All right. They clear some space, and uh, another dwarf comes up with a pistol, and they set up a target for you a ways away. The The game is uh, six shots. See who can hit the bullseye the most. All right. All right, so you can take six shots. I'm mastered. So first shot. The dwarf pegs it. Right in the middle. Dwarf's up one zero. For a good shot you got there. The dwarf's let out a cheer. Second Woo! shot. The miss again. It's closer this time. The dwarf, he gets his in the bullseye again. He's up 2-0. Third shot. Got a six. The dwarf, just outside. So 2-1. Dwarf's up 2-1. Three more shots to go. The five. Uh, yours lands in the bullseye. Dwarf's lands on the edge of the target. Wasn't even very close. 2-2 with two shots left. Another five. The dwarf hits his dead center. It all comes down to the final shot. 3-3, tie game, last bullet in the chamber. The six. This is miss. Three and a two. Roll it open here. So you peg the last one and the dwarf goes wide. The crowd are up in the cheer. They've kind of been cheering the whole time. They started out cheering for the dwarf, but as you started coming back, you got some cheers too. Yeah. What, so name, now, are, what name are they cheering? It's unclear. There's some people yelling George. There's some cle- people yelling Preston. <laughs> Uh, nobody's quite sure. Um, After I get done with my last shot, I do one of those little gun tricks and just slide it back into my... Nice. Uh, and the bartender says, all right, that was some good shooting there, kid. Uh, looks like uh, we'll probably be able to find some work for you. All right, now, do we want to see the goblin sneaking or the dwarf wrestling? I'll go sneaking. All right. She holds up uh, a gold ball and says, all right, your job here is to find this and bring it back without getting caught. And she just chucks it into the crowd. All right. Uh, are we in the crowd or are we up on stage? You're kind of up front out of the crowd. I was going to say, I immediately start a wrestling match. <laughs> you immediately start a wrestling match. Okay, so we'll come back to that. But Can Pete, I try and find the ball? Uh, I'm going to use my magic. Like I'm going to start kind of crawling downwards, but then as I'm also crawling, crawling on the ground, like just turn invisible as I'm sneaking through people. Okay. I don't think you'd be able to turn full invisible. Visible. But you could probably do some like chameleon sort of stuff to hide yourself yeah. since it's such a crowded place. So yeah, go ahead and roll for that. I think the magic's just a little more low-key than yeah. full invisibility. Okay. Uh, that's a success. Nice. Yeah, you're able to hide yourself in the crowds. So you're pretty confident that people are not seeing you where you are. And uh, Truman, you said you were just starting a wrestling match? Yeah. <laughs> With who? S- whoever. Just that's a young dwarf. Yeah, I'm just trying. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. No, I'm trying to just like wherever she threw it, like in that direction. So you just like run and tackle somebody. Yep. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll for it. <laughs> Two. Two. Uh, yeah, you hit somebody, and uh, they kind of put you in a headlock and pull you back out into the open and kind of stand you up and take a wrestling position. He's he's a dwarf, maybe a little younger than you, but stout. Okay, so we'll come back to that. Everybody's kind of watching the wrestling match now. So yeah, as uh, they're doing that, and I'm kind of more camouflaged into the the ground, 
gonna make my way over to where I, I guess, do I see the ball on the ground? <laughs> Go ahead and roll for it. The six? <laughs> yeah, you see the ball. Somebody caught the ball, and you can see it going from hand to hand. There's people kind of handing it around. Okay, I'm going to uh, try to, I guess, intercept it one, one hand off. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll for it, and you can probably use your nimble fingers. fingers. Sweet. Or is there a ball that I see on? Like, is there anything kind of spherical on my actually on the ground as I'm crawling around first? Anything spherical? Yes. No. Okay. Then yeah, we're just going to try to intercept. (laughs) Actually, no, I do want to. Bait and switch with a okay. take one of my bags of teeth. <laughs> one of your bags of teeth. <laughs> yep. Okay. Like trying to enter, like do like the Indiana Jones like swap out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Go ahead and roll it. Uh, that is advantage three dice, right? Yes. Good. Uh, there's a success in there. Yeah. Uh, you switch out the bag. You so you take the ball and hand off the bag of teeth very smoothly, mm-hmm. and the person doesn't even really look down. They just kind of keep passing the bag. Yep. Then I'll sneak my way up front. Okay, go ahead and roll one more time. Another success. All right, yeah. Nice. You make it back up to the front, and as you pop out of the crowd, you see Truman in his wrestling match. Uh, Truman, how's it going? Probably not great. <laughs> <laughs> Truman's had a rough day. You pop out of the crowd, and Truman is just pinned on the ground. <laughs> I think. So I go up to the person and like, uh, I put this gold ball on the guy against Truman. <laughs> uh, the the bartender says, whoa, where'd you come from? Hi. Uh, and the crowd lets out a cheer. The, the bartender, who seems to be kind of in charge, steps forward and says, all right, all right, Lloyd, get off of him. And the guy gets off of Truman. She looks down at, she looks down at Truman and then looks up at Alvin and uh, Pete and says, was he playing Drink Smash? Yes, he was. How many to get through? I think two. She nods. She's like. On the lower end, but I'll allow it. All right, looks like the three of you guys have got yourself some work tomorrow. The crowd kind of lets out a cheer. Yeah, they're just having fun. I try crowd surfing. <laughs> you check, are you jumping up on the ground? He just jumps yeah. out. No one catches him. He's <laughs> you just jump up, and as you're in the air, a loud explosion comes from like down the hall where the mine is, uh, and everybody turns, and you just crash to the ground <laughs> as everybody looks towards the explosion. I put my uh, hand to my gun. Uh, several dwarfs run that way and then come back a second later and say, all right, we need all miners on deck. There's been a cave-in. Everybody grab your pickaxes. Let's go clear this out. We've got four boys trapped below. That include us? The, who do you ask that to? I would ask the, the, the woman. She says, aye, uh, grab, some, grab some pickaxes from the wall up there. Helmets, whatever you need. Just take it. Go. We need every hand on deck for a situation like this. They might only have minutes of air in, down there. Uh, uh, all right. I'm going to say that I just expo- slap. Uh, Truman. Okay. I'm a, did I win? You always do. Uh, Truman, from your wrestling match, I'm going to say you're probably down another health, too. Uh, I gave him five coins. Not perfect. As well. Good, I'm like, this is what I gave you for winning, too. I hand you five coins. I look over at uh, Pete and I'm just like, sometimes you just got to feed him. You're just being an enabler, though. Sometimes you get. Oh, hey, look, I got some teeth for you. In a daze, I'll go over and uh, pick up some, uh, pick up the the gear. Okay, yeah, you get some gear. Everybody, roll a d six. 
So straight D6. Tell me what you get. Three. Six. Six. Okay. Alvin and Truman, Gerald Silverpeaks and a couple of his boys come over towards you, and he says, all right, grab some of that stuff out of the wall there. You rookies are with me. We're going to head down Shaft B, about 450 yards. Uh, we're going to hit the wall there. So just stick with me. You'll be all right. Grab a lantern. The, I imagine goblin and human can't see in the dark. You are correct. While Silverpeaks is talking to them, Pete, since you were kind of left out of that conversation, you notice there's a, there's a few people, not very many. There's a couple of like older people and stuff that are like either standing still or going against the flow of miners going in. But there's one young adult human that is uh, going against the flow and kind of heading towards the mine exit. Um, Do I notice that? Cause no, just Pete. Why does he only he notice it? Because uh, I was just basing it off your rolls. I'm going to, I guess, so he's going against the exit or he's like... He's going towards the exit. Everyone else, all the miners are grabbing gear and heading into the mine. He's heading out. Heading out? Uh, like, was he coming, heading out from being in the mine? It looks that way. Uh, I'll kind of, <laughs> gonna go walk over to him and, and be like, hey, where are you, where are you just coming from in there? How bad is it in there? There, it's a crowded enough place. If you walk away from these two, you might get separated. Okay. Um. Just when you know the risks. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna walk up and be like, hey, hey, mister. <laughs> How bad is it down there? He, uh, pretends like he doesn't hear you. It's very obvious he's pretending to not hear you. Hey, hey. I kind of. Flag him down or try to like, have him like just keep poking him like, hey, hey. He finally <laughs> turns and looks at you and just kind of pushes you. Hey, that's not nice. I'm in a hurry. I'm trying to get somewhere. What, what happens down there? I don't know. Some sort of cave-in, I guess. Well, like, you guess? Like, you were there, weren't you? What are you talking about? It's not coming from down there. I'm just on my way out. Where? I'm just out of the mine. Why I'm you're helping leaving. I was in the saloon. Yeah, why, why aren't you helping down there, though? Like, I can't see in the dark. Yeah, they're, they're getting people with torches, I heard. I'm not, any, I'm not a miner anyway. Yeah, I'm neither, but I'm going down to help. Look, I've just, I've got my own problems to worry about, okay? Like, what? Maybe I can help you? At that point, you see him grab something out of his pocket that looks like metallic, like a coin or something, and he kind of, he just kind of like slaps you a little bit with it, and, and you go flying several feet backwards, just and you take one damage. And he quickens his pace and tries to dis disappear in the crowd. Can I try to at least get back on my feet and like chase after him as quickly as I can? Sure. All right. Is that a roll for that? Yeah, go ahead and roll. Ooh, two fives. Uh, yeah, you managed to keep an eye on him. And he's got a little distance on you now. And mm -hmm. he's hurrying. But you can see him and keep an eye on him. And since you're, you both stand out in a crowd of dwarfs, like he's keeping tabs on you as well. Mm. Uh, and you can see that he... He stops, he like swings by a minecart and grabs a bag of something from the minecart, starts to grab another one too, but then sees that you're gaining on him. So he just takes the one and hurries towards the exit. Okay. I will grab the other one and chase after him. There's actually several bags. The whole thing's full. Uh, I'm just going to grab one other one though. Okay. Just to, so I can at least, as I'm chasing after him, like if there's a chance, see what was in it. <laughs> so he could be able to get away. <laughs> Go ahead and roll again to see if you can catch him before he, by the time he makes it to the exit of the mine. Uh, six and a two. You, uh, he gets delayed because of the big crowds, and you manage to catch up to him again. And do I see that shiny thing in his hand? It seem, he seems to have put it away, whatever it was. Okay. D does he know that I'm behind him? <laughs> like, right behind him at this point? Uh, no. He doesn't know how close you've gotten. Okay. If that's the case, then I'm just going to wrap, my, like, wrap around his leg. <laughs> All right. Like, try to attack, like, dive to make a tackle around his leg and just kind of grapple him and just be like a little kid, just kind of like a little toddler wrapping around your... Your leg and like, nah, stop it. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, so you dive and grab onto his leg, and he's like, hey, you again, get off me, you <laughs> filthy goblin. I've been called that many times, but I still think I do a service around these towns. Grabbing onto people's legs? Help with de- teacher, with the dentures and teeth. Help with the dentures and teeth? Well, then you're going to be in a good position for this. And he plants his foot and takes his other foot and just kicks you in the face. All right. Uh, I guess I'll try to roll out of the way. Okay. It's five? Yeah, you managed to avoid the kick. He's like, ah, goblins, you're the worst. Yeah, so I'm waiting to see you and just tell me what's up. Fine. You want to know what's up? Yeah. I'll show you. And he pulls something out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. He's like, here, stand up. Take a look at this. <laughs> uh, do I see what's in his hand? A coin. A coin? Not a coin that, like, is a currency coin, but it's definitely coin-shaped. Not a coin you recognize. Is it? He holds out his hand for you with it. He, like, he holds it out in his hand. I will at least, like, go and try to grab it with one of my toes. One of your toes? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Like, I will kind of keep both arms and, like, one leg wrapped around his, his leg, and then just, like, with the other one, just kind of reach my toe out, like... When you do that, he flips it around and tosses it towards you. Okay. And he misses. <laughs> Tosses it towards you, but you kind of dodge out of the way because you're in better positioning. And it hits the ground right next to you, and the ground just <laughs> explodes. Uh, like a hole just <laughs> is blown in the ground. Uh, I like to dig in his pockets then. <laughs> dig in his pockets? Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll for it. You can use your nimble fingers. Uh, there's a five in there. Five? Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's actually nothing in his pockets. The pocket is empty. Open for these coins in his pocket. <laughs> like this was the only one. Over. Oh, that's a fancy coin you got there. He just tries to push you off. I'm going to try to I, I love how you're still trying to have a conversation <laughs> with him. He's just like, get off of me. Uh, is that just... Just roll against it. I, we'll just see who's got a better roll. I got a six too. A five and a six? <laughs> five and a six. All right, you managed to hang on. And he just kind of resigns himself to you hanging on as he just turns and runs towards the exit of the mine. Oh, the coin next to you, the coin that blew up the ground, mm. is still sitting there on the ground. Unless mm. you do something with it. We'll leave it there. Okay. Uh, Alvin and Truman. So you guys grab pickaxes and head into the mine with uh, Gerald Silverpeaks? Oh. All right. You head down. And that's where we will call it an end for today. So, uh, two headed in the mine, one headed out. And whatever, and whatever it takes to find out where that guy's going. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was something. I was really curious how that was going to go. Yeah. You just, you just hang on. <laughs> Goblin tenacity. What can All I say? Right. <laughs> so this has been Guaranteed Adventures. I'm your GM, Seth, and going around the table, we've got Ethan uh, playing. Pete the Tooth Fairy, the Leg Hugger Grimsley. <laughs> the Leg Hugger. Kyle playing Alvin Rivers. And I'm Seth playing uh, Three Fingered Truman. Thank you for listening and have a good one. Guaranteed Adventures is brought to you by Seth Guthrie as our GM, Nathan Kuypers, Kyle Bateman, Tim Gallegos, and myself, Seth Kleinwart. Our theme song was created by Rob Benson. And our Rattlestead theme is Country Vibes by Caffeine Creek Band. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GUAdventurePod. Our website is GUAdventurePod.com. Please feel free to give us a rating on your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end of the episode. 
Here's a preview of our next episode coming out next week. Alvin, you are the only one of the group that hears some skittering coming from deeper in the mine. Can I, like, hold my lantern towards where I think it's coming from? Yes. Uh, you see... And I'll pull out my pistol. Uh, yeah, you see a large, bulbous shape gurry up the wall out of... What in tarnation is that? Gerald turns. Huh? What'd you see, boy? Big, bulbous creature just went up that wall. Ah, that'd be the cave spiders. You you, you boys got hired for protection, right? Uh... Alright. No. uh... Yeah, I got hired to shoot fence. My lads and I will keep mining. You two keep the spiders off of us.